Hey everyone, welcome to Dig Deep. I am so glad you're here and I am so glad to say that I am recording this episode on one of the first truly sunny days that we have had in way too long. In the Baltimore DC area, we just finished a 18-day streak of straight rain. There was some measure of recordable rainfall for 18 days in a row. And I know for those of you who live in different parts of the country or the world, maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal. But for us here in Maryland, 18 days of straight rain felt like an eternity. And I said in our last episode that I I actually really have a lot of affection for rain. I don't know about 18 days of it in a row, but <clears throat> in general, I've always enjoyed the rain. Even in um, my childhood, I enjoyed playing in the rain. When my husband and I first met and were dating, one of our earlier dates, a thunderstorm broke out and we we walked and played tag and talked in the rain and we had such an affection for it and for that memory that we even incorporated rain into our wedding vows. And before you judge me too much, we did do traditional vows, but we also wrote some of our own hippie-ish kind of vows. And looking back, I'm a little embarrassed. I'm, I'm glad they're there. But one of our lines in our vows was that we vow to view car breakdowns as adventures and rainstorms as free showers. And I remember my pastor growing up who married us, um, double checking with us like, so this you really want to do these vows? And at the time I was like, yes, absolutely. We were so young and in love and obviously had not lived through the storms of life that we have lived through now. And so to us, life was an adventure and rainstorms were free showers. I remember our first car breakdown after marriage, I felt like, okay, this is our chance to live out our vows. And driving down the road, essentially our whole exhaust system fell off our car and we heard this horrible screeching and grinding noise on the pavement. And we just happened to be about to pass a Starbucks. And so the best place for us to pull off was into the Starbucks parking lot. And so I thought, well, isn't this just hilarious? We both got out of the car, looked under it, saw this huge piece of metal lying on the ground and decided, okay, well, we'll call a tow truck and share a latte. And if only all car breakdowns were that conveniently romantic, um, and that would be great. And rainstorms, similarly for us, um, were fun in early marriage to watch them from the window. We would pop popcorn anytime there was a rainstorm and we still do that tradition with our kids. And rain is, it really is one of the most beautiful life-giving provisions from God. But rain also floods basements. Rain can create life-threatening situations. It certainly ruins plans that we've made, and it can bring a chill to our bones, that sadness um, that makes us feel like we'll never see the sun again. And after 18 days of rain, it can begin to feel oppressive. And in our last episode, we were reminded that Dig Deep, this podcast, gets its name from a passage in scripture where Jesus mentions rain. In the Matthew 7 account, Jesus says, the rain came down, the streams rose 
and the winds blew and beat against that house. But it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And that's where this podcast gets its name, that we want to be people who dig down to the rock who is Jesus. God's truth, his word, is our foundation. And he is the one that can take us through the storms of life. When rain is not fun, but it seems frightening. And these past few weeks of rain have been a comfort to me in a strange way because my heart was full of sorrow and it felt like the skies were sad with me, that God was sad with me. But at the same time, I've been longing to see the sun again. And so I want to share with you today a passage that has been really important to me these last couple weeks. And it's from Isaiah 55, starting in verse 9. It says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. In this passage, the rain is God's truth. It's his word. And he says, like the rain, his word does not return without making things bud with new life in the earth. This spring, this has made me think a lot about our little yard. We live in a townhouse, and so we have a pretty small yard. It's Our front yard's probably only 10 feet by 10 feet total in two different sections. And this yard has never, never really been green. I mean, from the time we moved in, we have had problems. We have tried all different types of seed and different products that you can put on the grass to try to help it. It's just always done just barely okay. And this year, finally, my husband said, okay, enough of this. Spring is coming. I'm going to go talk to a professional and ask, what do we need to do? And as he talked with him about the specific problems, we've had moss growing and we've been told that that means the soil is definitely too acidic. And so we were given lots of good advice. And and ultimately what we knew we had to do was to just rip the ground up completely and lay new topsoil, plant new seed, and then fertilize it, water it, and pray that it grows. And so that's what we did. We made it kind of, my husband did most of it, but we made it kind of a family activity, and the kids even helped, and we ripped up our little yard and got rid of all of the dirt that was there and the dead grass and laid new topsoil laid seed and then laid a a fertilizer product that we were that was recommended to us that is pretty weird looking I'll just say and when we step back so proud of all the work that we had done one of my kids announced confidently it looks like someone threw up in our yard and she was right it did it it looked pretty 
terrible. My sister, who knew the project that we were working on, came over the next day and said, hey, way to go in the yard. It looks terrible. And she was right. It did. They were right. It looked terrible. We were a little embarrassed by how terrible it looked. And there have been seasons in my life, even recently, definitely recently, where I have thought the same thing about my life, about my heart. I thought my faith was stronger than ever, but then I look at these ugly, doubting thoughts that plague my mind. I thought my relationships were great, but then a devastating breakdown happens. There have been times in my life where I've held something beautiful that I knew was a gift from God, and then all of a sudden it was ripped out of my hands for seemingly no reason. I've felt like that torn up ground. During the season of life, there's been a song from one of my favorite songwriters that has also been really meaningful to me. His name is Andrew Peterson, and I've listened to his music since I was in college, but this song has come off his most recent album. And one of the reasons I love his music is because he loves the Lord and and speaks the truth through his music, but he's also honest about the fact that he's a human, a human who hurts and doubts and feels the weight of the brokenness of this world in very real ways. And so he's very relatable and he sings about real life, which I appreciate. And this episode is titled after a song of his titled The Sower's Song. And the opening verse says this, O God, I am furrowed like the field, torn open like the dirt. And I know that to be healed, that I must be broken first. I am aching for the yield that you will harvest from this hurt. Abide in me, let these branches bear your fruit. Abide in me, Lord, as I abide in you. And there are times when I feel like our little yard, ripped up, torn open, laid bare. And so it was discouraging to me when one of our neighbors walked by a day or two after we had done all this work and just casually announced, yeah, I tried that same method last year. didn't work, (laughs) which was pretty discouraging to hear. But we did our best. We watered the lawn. My husband set reminders for himself and timers to make sure we were watering it. And we only did that for a few days before this streak of rainfall began. And then... It was comical every time we got the reminder to water the lawn. We'd look outside and it was raining again. And so after 18 days, our yard did not wash away in a flood like we thought it might. But it's green. It's truly green for the first time since we've lived here. And it has a long way to go, but it's green. And the oppressive rainfall has proven to be a blessing and is making new life grow. And so it's made me think a lot about my life. And maybe as you're listening, if you're thinking about your life, it'd be worth asking the question, is there 
a part of your life where things feel completely ripped apart. Maybe it's your career or your marriage or your relationships, your dating life, your health. And like me, you step back and think, what a mess. What happened here? And I think it's important to note that it doesn't really matter. I I don't believe it really matters what caused the ripping. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe it's the unexplainable pain of a diagnosis or horrible loss that will never make sense this side of heaven. Maybe it's the painful result of a decision that you made. But regardless of what caused the ripping, I believe it creates fertile ground for new life to grow. When we look back at the Isaiah 55 passage, the verses we read so far point out that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and don't return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, that's God's word, that's God's truth, that's God's love in our life. It doesn't return to him without bringing forth new life, new things. And he goes on in verse 12 to say what our response will be when we see this new life. It says, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace and the mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. And I love this. I I don't know if you caught this as I was reading these verses, but the reason God does this, the reason he takes the brokenness of this world and of our lives and of the pain that we experience, the reason he takes those things and creates life out of them is twofold. Ultimately, It's for his glory. It says this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. This work that he does of taking the brokenness of life and bringing forth new things, new life, points people to himself because he is the creator of life. And this brokenness, the sin of this world that has taken that away from us, God is constantly planting new life in the brokenness and pointing people toward himself. So he does this for his glory, but he does it also for our benefit. He says that these, this incredible act of growth will give seed to the sower and bread to those who are hungry. He says that we will go out in joy and be led forth in peace because he does these things for his glory and because he loves us. And we see this metaphor other times in scripture of God growing new life out of brokenness. And in John 15, he uses 
this picture of the vine and the branches, saying Jesus himself is the vine and we are the branches that are attached to him. And he says, if you remain in me and my words, my truth remains in you, you will produce much fruit. And then he says, the reason you will produce much fruit is because it brings great glory to my father. In Matthew 13, the parable of the sower, Jesus is talking about the spreading of the seed that is God's truth, the good news of the gospel. And he says that these seeds don't just grow up into one plant. They grow up and produce a harvest that produces 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. Jesus is the great sower, and his words are the seeds that bring life. And after, if you live in Maryland like I do, after an insane winter where we got a blizzard of three feet of snow, and after a very rainy spring, the seeds that we've planted are beginning to grow. And I love the second verse of the sower song. He says, so I kneel at the bright edge of the garden, at the golden edge of dawn, at the glowing edge of spring, when the winter's edge is gone, and I can see the color green, I can hear the sower's song. Our sorrows, the pain of this life, can be the breaking up of the ground that prepares it to be a place where God's truth, his love, His gospel can grow deeper and spread farther because the soil has been tilled, because it has been ripped apart. And so whether you're in the midst of a rainy day or a sunny day, ask God to do that work in the soil of your life. And your try it today is a really simple one. And I I encourage you to do this because for me, in some of the darker times of this season, this has been some of the only words that I can utter to God. Ask him to show you where he's at work. Ask him to show you new life that he is beginning to bud and flourish in your life. It may not look like you hoped it would look or expected it to look, but ask him to show it to you. And that process, that prayer for me has been a really crucial one because he is always working, because he is the great sower and he brings forth new life from the broken up ground. I love the way that Andrew Peterson's song ends because he just repeats, and the sower leads us, and the sower leads us. And the sower leads us. And it's true. Our God is one who loves us. And in the midst of our broken situations, that can be really hard to see and understand. And in the midst of these rainy days, on the first day when we could really step outside and take a look at the grass, from a distance it looked like our yard was still just a muddy, dirty mess. But as we got closer, we saw just the tiniest 
little blades of green poking their way up in the midst of the rain, because of the rain, and beginning to bud and flourish. And it gave us a hope and an excitement about the future. And so wherever you're at today, I would encourage you to do the same. Ask him to show you where he's working. Ask him to show you in his word. Ask him to show you in your life around you. And he will. He'll show you. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so honored and grateful that you would take time out of your day to listen, to dig deep. Um, I am so thankful for all of the wonderful uh, feedback and support that we have received. I hope that you'll join us again in the coming weeks. We are looking forward to adding some new elements and resources for you through the podcast and exploring some new fun things together. So thank you for being a part of this journey so far. We look forward to what the future holds. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. 